You're listening to Noise Extra. I'm Gray Holger here with my co-host Tara Connolly. Hello. And Mike Connolly. Hello. And our guest today is Eric Hoffman of Ground Fault and Pinchaloaf. Well, hello there. Hey, Eric. Hey. <laughs> and Eric was kind enough to invite us down to his home to uh, peruse parts of his noise collection, which has been really exciting, and also to have this discussion. We are incredibly thrilled. We just spent a couple hours drooling over some boxes mm -hmm. of special packaging. That we are, invaded. Absolutely. We did some videos that our patrons will get to watch and see all the incredible collection that Eric has gathered over the years. Yes. It's been fun. <laughs> it's been really fun looking at all this stuff. I'm sure it's, as you said, it had been a minute since you yes. had looked through some of this stuff. So kind of bringing back some memories, I'm it sure. definitely did. It's been a long time since I've seen some of that stuff. And I know that some people use the word amazing when things may not be truly amazing, uh, but your collection is amazing. Oh, I you. think it's an apt word. <laughs> I think, I think it, is it is It is. It inspires. Fills me with amazement. What were some of the, going back, what were some of the things you remembered? I, I know you have an entire box dedicated to MSBR records. Was that something that just brought you right back to getting those? Absolutely. Like I said, going through that stuff, it's like, damn, I really miss Koji. That, yeah. Yeah. He was so creative. And every time I got a box from him, I was just so excited to open it up because I knew inside was going to be something awesome. <sighs> and uh, yeah, it's uh, great to see that stuff again. And, and did you... Did you immediately start distroing everything or was it you got a few and then you started distroing? Did you already have Ground Fault going when you started getting that yeah, stuff? Yeah, Ground Fault yeah. was already going. It was already, yeah. I just traded with Koji and he yeah. sent me multiple copies, you know, at least 10 of each. And <sighs> so great. I just sold them like normal prices, nothing crazy, just, you know, maybe 15 bucks or something at right. the time. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> Another like 150 or $200 each. <laughs> wow. Ground Fault was always... Oh, always had a great variety of stuff. I know that was certainly where I got a lot of the Susan Lolly CDs. You were right. one of the people who got the Susan Lolly CDs. You and Hanson yeah. were, were the two places that I think we collected. Yeah, there weren't a Susan lot of Lally places that, that sold that stuff because it was so expensive to buy it wholesale. Yeah. And I didn't care. I mean, I wasn't making anything on them sure. at all. Just, I just wanted to get them out there because yeah. I was just, just a huge White House fan. I yes. wanted people to hear it. Yeah. So it, it was hard to get in the States. So I just wanted to make sure people could get it. You did a service. Mm -hmm. You've done many services throughout <laughs> your time. And a big one is... The, of course, Grandfather series, as we discussed in our previous episode with you, but we wanted to focus on two CDs in particular. And of course, we'll discuss the series one in general. But this month, we were going to talk about a lot of field recording albums and artists and two Grandfather CDs that are standouts in the field recording genre have to be Eric LaCasa and Lionel Marchetti Grandfather CDs. Eric LaCasa, The Stones of the Threshold, and Lionel Marchetti, Tara, I'm throwing this one over to you. We can say Portrait of a Glacier, but it's Portrait d'un Glacier. Very I, well said. I'm into oh, it. I am you. into <laughs> it. So the Eric LaCasa is Grandfall 02, correct? Correct. That was one of the first three I did, like I said in the previous interview with you guys, um, did him in batches of three, and that was the first batch. Yeah. Um, yeah, I was already working with Eric a little bit before and uh yeah he signed up right away it, that this cd is fantastic and yes we may have a few repeated anecdotes from two episodes but hey i can talk about this stuff every day over and over again. over and over again so <laughs> yeah we're bound to repeat some stories it's at this point not a problem but how did you get familiar with eric lacasa at first i don't i think you did tell us but i trying to remember right now geez i don't know um particularly eric lacasa i really couldn't tell you but um i think it might have been through Madam king right um through jerome and all of a sudden you know i expressed a little bit of interest and he tells everybody because they're all very tight over there and just demos started showing up on my doorstep oh, really? yeah cool. they'd, they'd send me all kinds of things to listen to what initially got you into field recordings? When were some of the first field recordings you remember hearing? And was it something that you wanted to pursue for Series 1? Uh, you know, 
I, I love them because they just kind of transport you to some other place. It's just um, a complete departure from, you know, the harsh Merzbo type stuff and the sauna type stuff. And it was just, I guess, a welcome change. I mean, you can hear so much of that stuff. And I don't know. I just like it all. Right. And it just, the way it transported me and just uh, made me feel, I think, I just really fell in love with it pretty quickly. And then when I heard the French guys doing it, the way they add additional sounds to it or tweak it just a little bit right. mm-hmm. where you can't tell, is that is that really natural or are they doing something to it? It was so seamless and smooth. I just loved the way they did it. So the French artists really caught my attention. And I did I did quite a bit of work with the French. Absolutely. The the Eric Lacasse and Marchetti, obviously two French artists, but Eric Lacasse was also involved in I always say Afflux, but you said a actually Afflu. Right. right. Much better to hear it properly. That scene is another great one. And that's uh, that's a trio, right? Correct. That's that's such an incredible one. But I think uh, for us, especially over these past few years, field recordings have found a really prominent role in our listening because of just the the disconnection with so much stuff that something about field recordings can truly take you somewhere else. Yeah, it's they- so loud everywhere all the time. Yes. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I just want to get away from it. Yes. So, And it's not your basic, like, you know, in the 70s and 60s, they had recordings of nature sounds and all that stuff, well, that's which was cool the in its time yeah. and everything, but this is just so much more refined and it, it just, there's so much depth and different layers to it. It's just, um, it makes your mind wander. It really does. The, the Eric Lacasa CD, there's moments of, it feels like dark electronics. It feels mm-hmm. like not that every single thing is actually a field recording, but it is. Right. Uh, yeah. I think I mean, it's some, with manipulation. There, there is manipulation. Yes, yeah, with manipulation, but the basis of all of it is stems from actual recordings right you know um, they they talk about um playing gongs and Mm -hmm. bells and chimes and stuff in there yeah and you hear that and without knowing that that people are actually interacting with these instruments you don't even know i mean i i hear it and i think god is that just the wind naturally blowing these things but they're actually performing and that's what i mean it's really seamless it's just very well done very well mixed it's incredibly well mixed. yeah i find that it, it really inspires your imagination and at times when we weren't traveling i i know that mike and i listened to t- so much field recording because it, it was nice to find that quiet place away from you know listening to the news and other mundane things and then you have these wonderful field recordings and they take you to another place and then you imagine the artist like what they heard that inspired them to want to record that and you're trying to see what their hand was in playing it even even like eric lacasa saying you know the sound of human activities like you get to think about what those sounds of human activities are and 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 it's almost like you're journeying with them to this other place and it's just so refreshing I think even, you know, maybe seeing a place and then closing your eyes and being there and and hearing the sounds. You know, if you're watching a a movie and there's some sort of like scenic view or they're in the forest. That's great. But when you when you don't have that visual component to tie to what you're hearing, it it really triggers the imagination. It really makes you wonder what's going on to try and place where the sounds are, what they're coming from uh, and what's happening at that time. And for me, I really really enjoy that aspect of well, it. We, oh, yeah. we were terrified uh, on the drive here uh, because we were listening. Who was driving? Uh, I was Mike driving. Was driving. Is that why you were terrified? Yeah, uh, that, yes, that's yes, part yes, of the it. combo. That, the traffic would the, be oh, the yeah, other thing. And, but then having, we were listening to both the CDs. But and Marchetti. There's, there's points, well, there's points in the Eric Lacasa that really felt like, is the, is the, is, is the car wobbling? Is yeah, the wheel going to fall we off? Really, like, what's going on? And we had it really loud because there's points where are quiet, but then right. it, the volume really shifts. And it sets you in a space that's unlike most other recordings. Did Eric at all give you any insight to his process? Did you talk at all? Or was this all done through mail? And no, course- it's all, all done with mail. Right. Maybe even pre-email. 
letters back and forth. Right. They also around this time, Joe Colley would work with Eric Lacasa and would also be working in the field recording area. Did you guys ever talk about that connection no, at all? No, not with Joe. I think the main connection came from uh, Jerome and Eric um, lends a lot of actually he because mm. he was really in touch with those guys. Gotcha. Well, he was probably the one that gave me the list of names right. to, to reach out to. So, you know, it's a combination of those two guys. I think that that got me in touch with everybody. Well, the Marchetti CD is something that is forever been a favorite. In fact, I would say for since receiving it, if someone were to say, what was your, what's your favorite ground fault CD? I would immediately say, I don't know, Marchetti CD. I can vouch for this. Yes. I, 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 you've, I this agree, has been your actually. favorite as yeah. long as I've known you. And, and it's the only one I've repressed. <laughs> oh, really? Oh, wow. Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah. I kind of had to because I sold them all. Yeah. And of course I had to do the box set and yeah. I didn't have any. So I had, to, <laughs> I had to press. I actually had the inserts. I had extra inserts. So I just repressed a small batch of them. And, oh, wow. So. <laughs> well, I especially love it because of the the way that it takes you to such a cold and isolated place. Yeah. And, you know, I forever love the the film She. Um, when was it from the 30s or the 20s? I think it's a 30s, 30s movie. Yeah. And, and, you know, they're up in a frozen tundra and they find this magical Shangri-La that's warm and it reminds me of that. And then, you know, taking you to places of people who are frozen on mountainsides, on K2, on Everest, and the sound of that, you know, snapping rope, mm. uh, in my mind, at least that's what it is when the, the safety line breaks or when you have the calving of an iceberg, mm -hmm. um, or, you know, you hear the cracking of a glacier and all of those sounds just kind of make you feel unsafe and isolated and i love the tension that it builds and i think actually both of these albums have a lot of tension a lot so of tension much. yeah yeah it's not all you it's know, not like a it's, safe place with birds singing no it's in not a pretty birds yeah. and uh, no. beautiful water and rain yeah. it, there's some terrifying stuff in there yeah terrifying <laughs> is the correct word i'll never forget the first time hearing the marchetti cd <laughs> and absolutely feeling physically <laughs> terrified when yeah. that especially when that that swell that when that oh swell happens God. and then what sounds like a, vo a voice and it just you can't believe this it's happening yeah do you remember hearing it for the first time do you remember getting the master oh i mean right away when i heard yeah. it i said this is absolutely gonna get released mm. this is awesome yeah um it's crazy because he sent me all kinds of other ones too yeah. um they were just as good yeah he, he's yeah, very I mean, prolific and he yeah. does fantastic work I went to visit him and, and he was in the studio finishing something up and I just, I wish I could have put it out. He's like, oh, if you want it, you can put it out. I'm like, I had too many other artists I wanted to do. <laughs> right, and right. I was like, nah. but you know, I'm sure it made its, made its way you out there You worked with Randy and put out a, a Mercedes seat or Randy put it on you just manufactured Rand, it, right? Yeah. Randy put one out. Is that? Well, yeah, we had the collaborative. Yeah. With the, yeah, Oscar and yeah. he, um. Mm -hmm. Yeah, he put that out just right after I put mine out, actually. It's great, too, because it's it's a, sh a short CD. It's, yeah, it's only 20 like 28 minutes. minutes or something. It, you, it does not it feel feels, short. <laughs> yeah, it feels very much like an entire journey. And the Eric Lacasa is over an hour. It's 70. What? Yeah, pack, it I packed, packed that disc. <laughs> that is a packed CD. But they both do have something very – there is a connection, I think, to these two. And I think the, the Aflu CD as well has these moments of tension, but there's something especially. They're, they're so visceral. Like it's hard to find a sound, you know, after hearing so many things that really evokes that response in you. That's just like a very, you know, primitive early response of just, you know, tension, fear, worry. And I think that both of them do it, especially in the thunderstorm. But, you know, we've, we've heard rainforest recordings and right. things like that, but they don't thunder in the yeah, distance they don't have that same ominous like palpable feeling that eric lacasa does yeah yeah or, and, or and they really do it so minimally like marchetti there's so much silence um you just have like boatloads of silence in between these just like piercing moments where you feel like you're gonna be flung into the air was mm. this one of the first marchetti thing things you had heard or had you heard some stuff prior to the cd i don't know Hard to say. 
It might have been one of the first things I heard from him. He was definitely a recommendation. Right. I'm trying to think if it was uh, Jerome or or Eric that recommended him. But yeah, he, I didn't reach out to him directly. He, he was a recommendation. But I, like you're saying, it's, it's, there's, it's different than a Merzbau or a Masana. But I think the intensity is equal. It's just the other, other, spe- other end of the spectrum. Mm-hmm. And that's, I think, the greatness of the greatest field recording stuff. Right. There is an intensity. It's just, it's maybe not run through a table of pedals, but both are valid. Both are incredible. It's just another take on what you can do with sound. These CDs are perfect examples of that exploration. Did you do much or any field recordings on Pinchelo stuff? I'm trying to think now that it kind of go through. No, no, I don't, right? It was it was really started with the Groundfall yeah. CDs. Yeah, so that's that was the the dilemma when I started Groundfall, and that's why I broke them up into three series. Um, yeah, Pinchelof was more just noisy stuff, um, but I liked it all. So right. I was like, do I want to put out something super quiet on Pinchelof? I don't know, maybe not. So by breaking it up like that, I think that was kind of the intent. Right. I actually saw idea. a note that you uh, miss one of the yeah. releases, the uh, uh, Nels Klein, Devin Sarno. No, 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 no. no? The uh, Crawl Unit one. I saw, I saw. Oh, maybe. Uh, a note that said that the, the Sarno should have been firmly in uh, series two. Yeah, maybe you're right. No, you know what? The, the crawling it one was mislabeled. It says one and two. Package, <laughs> package says one, disc says okay, two or something okay. like that. 1.5. But you know what? It fits in both, so I don't care. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> well, I totally think so. Yeah. Yeah, maybe the notes line was, um, yeah, maybe I miscategorized it. What did I put that one as? One? Yeah. Oh, yeah, it's definitely a two. <laughs> <laughs> I agree with that assumption that I, I made the mistake Absolutely. on that one. <laughs> so what was some early quiet stuff that spoke to you? Not even that you put out, but in your listening and collecting, what was some that stood out to you that, oh, I do want to work with projects in this world? I don't know you catch catching me off guard here. Hey, you know it's we try. <laughs> I couldn't even give you an answer to be honest. Right? Yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, were you were you at all into ambient Eno type stuff? Or was, uh, was that never really your? No, that really wasn't my thing. I mean, I, I can appreciate. Sure, it, sure, sure. You know, I mean, I think of spastic colon as having very. Quiet oh, moments. Yes. Oh yeah, definitely. And, and, and I've always thought that was what's so great about you know the name, and then especially the CD that the un, unreleased got released last year's CD. It has it's a great listening experience with a lot of quiet quiet moments. moments. Sure, sure. Yeah, I don't know what I don't know what the first exposure to it was. I mean, there's definitely like ambient electronic stuff like Aphex Twin and, yeah. and stuff like that that you know, caught my attention. I'm like, oh, I, I, I like this. I can get into this. That's a noise artist, if you will, or whatever sure, you want sure. to call it. I couldn't give you an answer as far as which one in particular right. kind of caught right. my attention. There, so much stuff came to me that, you know, as you see with my collection that you look yeah, at, absolutely. I acquired a lot of stuff. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Were you getting most of the stuff during – Pinch love era or during Groundfall era, or I guess it probably all bled over. It all bled over. Yeah, yeah. By the end of Pinch love, a lot of stuff was coming in, just because the catalog was up and running and mm-hmm. and doing all those trades. It just acquire a lot of stuff. I always socked one away for myself of everything that came through. That's that's the way to do it. Yeah, and you definitely did, as we've gotten and, to and see some of those really awesome ones that came through. I socked away five or six of them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Knowing that someday Wisdom. they'll be worth a lot more. So, and they are. Yeah, yeah, wow. absolutely. Tara translated the liner notes. Have you ever have you ever translated those Lionel Marchetti notes? They're pretty cool. Oh wait, do you speak French? You might just speak French. No, I do not. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't think I have translated that. Um, you know, they're actually beautiful descriptions of the isolation of Glaciers. And Tara is going to read the translation of the liner machete liner notes now. Five. 
four, three, <laughs> well, two. Well, I have to compare them to. Well, and and we we as we say right. with any translations, it may not be one hundred percent perfect, but it's the it is the closest that anyone at this table is going well, to. Well, I, I was I was making sure I was reading it in French and English because I, I wanted to make sure they were his words and not a direct quote. Um, because he is attributing something to someone, and I don't know if it's a, if it's one of the lines or the entire well, passage. I think, why why okay. don't you preface it saying that this? Yeah, just say you like say that clear. Just say okay. Well, here's a loose translation of some of the things that are said on the inside of the Marchetti disc, and again, you know, my French isn't perfect, and some of these may be direct quotes are attributed to another person, but this will at least give you an idea of what he's saying um, in terms of direction for the vibe of the album. A white grave, battered mass is heightened with peaks and deepened with crevices that astonish the senses. A silhouette, a shadow, a mask. This is what is called giving a voice to a place. To represent the characters inhabiting this cold place, crunching footsteps and the rustling of snow accommodate the voices. In this dynamic language the landscape is a sentence and in the morphology of the word alone the accentuation of a voice or even the diacritic point makes a makes a portrait instantaneous without interrupting the moving lux of the images this accentuation has been compared to the photographic click of a sound shot finally completing the setting of the rustling thickness of this movement of ice the tense form reaching our sense senses pours into the resonance of a throat it returns without a cry to the white void, the very one that precedes any portrait. I love that. Very nice. I think it's incredible. And I think it's a great companion to the sounds of that. Absolutely. CD. The crunching of the snow. It's something you get so much in the CD, that crunching, the yeah, elevation. The, yeah, the, the near the near fetishizing of the white void of the snowy glacier and the just tension of cold and stark ice. Oh, it's so wonderful. And I think, and I think that sonically it, it absolutely does that because it, it's super chilling listening. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it really is. Eric, are you all an outdoors person? Yes, definitely. You are. Yes. Have you ever done any sort of snow outdoors action? Uh, besides snowboarding, oh, oh you've been up mountains. Oh, absolutely! Come wow. on, real. you're you're looking at three people no. who have not been up a mountain. Oh, really? So, oh, yeah. I no, mean, we not, are not 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 in this. Well, I lied. I have. I just don't. I don't like to fly down it on any sort of apparatus. I, just, I, 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 I go love up to tear it, it up. I go up oh, yeah. and I oh, look yeah. at it. Yeah. <laughs> I love snowboarding. Oh so, so, but have you ever experienced like being up in a mountain semi isolated? I mean, always probably with someone else, but having that feeling of you are on this mountain. No, and I have not been on a glacier, but it, well, does, it right. does sound pretty awesome. Right. Um, Given the opportunity, would you? Make, oh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. I'll do I, anything. I oh, really? was on yeah. a glacier in Switzerland, but it wasn't, it wasn't as, it wasn't as you would picture somewhere else. Did yeah, some, we did some spelunking. Really? So that's the, the other extreme. You're like under the mountain, right? And it's um, very isolating. It's very dark, very cold, and very empty. There's nothing in there. That's fun. Do you recall the sonics of it, the sounds? That... Oh, yeah. It's what you would imagine. I mean, it's a cave, and it's got very strange acoustics, very echoey. Wow. It's nice. And probably that the, 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 the silence, but, but many sounds happening... Because, and then the silence accentuating the tiniest sound. It's a sure. reverberating silence. Where did you do and that? Turning off the lights is the best. Well, because then it's so friggin' dark, you wouldn't. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, you wouldn't believe it. Where did you do this? Uh, I've done some in Hawaii, which is fun, like in the uh, mm -hmm. lava tubes and stuff like that. That's uh, that's exciting. You can just like keep going. They just <gasps> go on forever. Those lava tubes are really? so cool. They just go on They're forever. amazing. Yeah. You didn't record any of this though. No, no, I did not. <laughs> no, and they have a different the the lava can dampen sound in a different way. And I know it, it plays tricks on you because it's a more porous type of rock. It's not mm. full like hard basalt, but it's right. it's a porous. It's very porous yeah. yeah. So it 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 plays tricks on your ears. Yeah. I'm from Kentucky and we have limestone caves. All right. And Mike lost interest in going in them 
at my like family's home because they had a lot of ticks. Mm. He was not a fan of the bugs. No, the caves. don't get the tick. Bats, <laughs> bats, bats and no. ticks. <laughs> <laughs> wow. But yes, those are very wet. Have you always been? Yeah, I mean, my family we grew up camping all the time mm-hmm. and. Things like that. So, so I think unknowingly, even maybe subconsciously, this sparked your interest in in these types of recordings. I'm a fan of nature. Yes, yeah. I'm not really a fan of humans. Hey, but I am that. a fan of nature. Yeah, so, yeah. I mean, living in the city sucks, and uh, whenever I can get away with like that, I'll I'll take it. Did you grow up in a city? Unfortunately, yes. Yeah. <laughs> and so it was getting out to the to nature was your solace. Yes. Loved it. Oh, still do. We still get out and camp. That's awesome. In our 50s, sleeping on the ground. Wow. Yeah. It's all right. It's wow. I'm impressed. Wow. I, actually, <laughs> I think I think we got more than, I think, you know, I was looking for an artist. I was looking for a record. I think this was incredibly influential and inspiring to your appreciation of field recordings. Oh, yeah. Well, I can totally appreciate it. You know, another artist, uh, Francisco Lopez, definitely some of my favorite um, field recording stuff. But Francisco Lopez was someone mm-hmm. that certainly, I think, has captured what is incredible about, I, about I field the recordings. I think the La Selva CD oh, just yes. oh, that was 100%. my mind. Magnificent, yeah. Oh. I was such a huge fan after mm-hmm. I heard that CD. Even his earliest, like his 80s stuff, like the sort of audio tours of yep. walking around cities and stuff, yeah. those are so special. And yep. they, again, without the visuals, it really leads you to sort of imagine what this space is like. And every single person that's going to hear it is going to have a different picture of what that is unless right. they've experienced it firsthand themselves. And even yep. then, it was different on whatever day they went. It's, it's hear, great so that you I can love use that. your mind when you're listening to a recording. Well, yeah. yeah. Well, like, for example, the Eric LaCasa. Um, the, the different tracks here are some of the sounds attributed to them. Uh, taking shelter under a penthouse, rain, seething flow, taking shelter in a small covered market, the rough Adriatic Sea striking against the walls of a cave in the distance, cattle bells in mountain pastures. I love that. A mobile made from plates of Philippine mother of pearl, a day the wind blew hard, calls in the moving of sheep, flocks returning in thunder, the breathing of the sea. That's so nice. Oh, it's an incredible list of what you can think of while listening to this CD. That's, Is that the last track? Description from the last track? That would be part one. The last track would be... Or part, un- part one, the third track is broken up into three parts. Mm-hmm. So that would be oh, the, yeah, first, so it is the last right, track. Right, right. first part yeah. of the last track. Yeah, it uh, sounded actually that description sounded like the last track. Yeah, yeah it's it funny. is. Le, le Pierre du Sol. Uh, Pierre is uh, rock. What's your favorite track of this album? My favorite track, I have to say, I would have to say the last track is... It's probably the last track. The culmination of of what this CD is to me. The second track, though, is the... To me, is the tension-filled track. That's my favorite one. So that's the one where it's... Starting. Now I'm getting... I my my body can feel my body tensing up when I'm listening to it. I'm get I'm physically reacting to it. Yeah, when yeah. I put it on, the first track's great. The second track is when you're you're stuck in the disc. You're now you have yeah. to pay attention to it. Like the first track is a nice build up, but the second track is like, okay, I'm just listening to this now. I'm just, you know, even if your mind is wandering before it pulls you right in. So right. I I last track, fantastic, but the second track second I think is probably favorite, yeah. the one for me. I really love transhuman animals um or just any type of um herd of sheep cows whatever so just i love that sound i know that's shocking i think that's i enjoy the cheese that produce i was gonna say i I think that fits i'm actually surprised you didn't work with with lopez did that just never happen no you know Trying to think if we had something in the works. I think we talked about it a few times when he was out here, but yeah. it just never happened. Yeah, it would have fit perfectly. Yeah. Was there any other Series One artist that you were hoping to do that just never happened? <laughs> Probably. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I, there's too many. I, I'm like, just make it up. And no. you guys like no. <laughs> you told you said in the previous episode that there's yeah. only four Series Three, right? Correct. Yeah. Right? So I needed more Series. Three. Yeah. 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 
there's so much of it that I could plug into series one. And I just, um, I don't know, should have started searching for more series three, but I didn't. And I had to end it, so whatever. <laughs> whatever. But it makes it makes those few so very very harsh. It does <laughs> <laughs> exponentially harsh. The what was the reception to doing? What was the first batch Zipper Spy, Eric Lacasa, and Radio Sun. Radio Sun, mm. yeah, a great look at the wide range that Groundfall was going to take on throughout its series. Right. Do you recall the reaction of the? Yeah. I mean, it was, it was very well received. I mean, yeah. in general, I think people always ordered the three, three at a time. Right. Yeah, that's what I, I guess that's what I mean. Was mm-hmm. it, they just trusted you. Yeah. We're just going to go for all three because right. we trust Eric. Right. We know it's going to be three for 20. I'll take all three, you know, it's easy. And they, uh, they followed all the way through. I mean, there was a lot of customers that just every single one that came out, they just bought them because I think they trusted what I was putting out and there was going to be something interesting there. Oh, absolutely. But I think the La Casa CD was definitely one of the most popular because it was the first to sell out rather yeah. quickly, actually. Yeah. Yeah. I feel that that's one that doesn't exist anymore, no. at least in, as far as in your, uh, um, in your catalog. It hasn't for a long time. Right. Yeah. That was definitely the first one to go. I saved 18 of them because I knew someday I'd do the box set. So I, that's all I was able to save. So that's wow. how many I did in the box. <laughs> Is there other Eric Lacasa albums that you had heard around this time as well that? Oh, yeah. That he's, you he's super prolific. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And he was another one that just kept me up to date on everything. He constantly send me everything he was doing. If not in like CDR form, right? Um, the final release he would send to me as well. I'm really surprised you didn't start like another offshoot label to release all the stuff when when you were doing Graphol. Was that a consideration I, I of could've. like I'm getting too much good stuff? I have to yeah. do this. Yeah, yeah, I could have. <laughs> Just French. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. You worked with a lot of the French people. Yeah, and multiple times. Le Graphol. <laughs> <laughs> well, didn't someone call it that? AMK did. That's yeah. right. <laughs> <laughs> <made> fun. <laughs> I was I just that. reading the description of Chrysalis, and it's really, really nice. The second track on Eric LaCasa. One day attracted by the earthquake rumbles of a faraway writing, I go up the glowing furrows of two volcanic feathers, just like you did in, the, in Hawaii. <laughs> Suddenly, all sound materials are transmuted into a vibrating earth. Then I find again the inside of sounds is breathing out of out the is breathing out the beyond of senses. The world is blowing into each of us the everlasting motion of the self. And that's what field recordings can do. Is that the that's the track that has three parts as well? I mean the second and third track both have three parts, don't they? Yes, there's L'Enspire, La Traversée, the and L'Expire. So breathing in, the yeah, crossing. That's the and second one. Out. I love that track. Yeah, that track it's is awesome. So good. There's a, I think it's the, actually the Povertex 7-inch that the one that has like the breathing of the ri- river, maybe. Mm-hmm. It is the same. It's the same, similar spear, title. Say, and Lex Spear. Yeah. That's, I, yeah. That, and that 7-inch is, is fantastic. Mm-hmm. Do you recall the color scheme of both of these? And was there a reason that blue and purple were picked? Do you recall that at all? No. And I think we touched on this when we first talked but that was entirely up to randy right mm-hmm. so you'd have to ask him we will we'd love, to, love talk to, 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 randy. Probably talk to randy love again. great we, job randy we would love to talk to randy again and we did find the i think when we talked last time the hidden bastard noise skull oh yes we made a point to to and now i can't unsee it yeah, yeah. now it's like how did i how did <laughs> like, i ever notice you know what i mean is when yeah. you once you see something it, it just exists now you're yeah, like is. every time i eat celery i think of randy yeah 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 <laughs> i chew it quite thoroughly <laughs> <laughs> you said you you were with lionel marchetti you went over to france yeah and he came here and he came here yeah do you recall what you said you were in the studio with him? Do you, re- do you just recall his, his vibe, his conversations you had? His vibe. He's, he's 
straight up sound artist. I mean, he's totally into what he does. Yeah. Um, He's very much a French sound artist. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And there's a lot of those guys that are like really, really hardcore into it. That's their life. Mm-hmm. And you know, the government over there is super supportive of the art scene and they're all involved in that. And it's a way of life and they can support themselves doing it. So more power to them if they can, if they can live off it. Yeah. Did you see him play live? Mm, he did something out here so yeah but over there no right i saw eric cordier do something oh cool over there he played the hurdy-gurdy um that that cd is a great one that's a great oh, yeah. CD. i love that one he's part of that flu right it's the three isn't it and john luke eric yeah. lacassin and and eric cordier what a that's another just that much. Yeah, I bet when you got that master, you were just oh, yes, yeah. There was a couple different ones he sent me. Oh, yeah, um, yeah. The other one came out on hmm, that other one out and or something. Okay, I don't know who put the other one out, but yeah, they're both good, very different though. I mean, they're more, um, mechanical, yes, I was gonna industrial say, there, there's sound. an urban to it yeah. the highways the the there's i think a, there's fences it, it, it has way more of a city feel right. to it. The recordings at a refinery and stuff it's very yeah. industrial and yeah yeah did you also meet up with eric lacasa when you were over in france mm-hmm. do you recall eating any cheese having any <laughs> of course cheese, cheese. Yeah. where we Baguettes. go oh, oh yeah <laughs> Um, yeah, I mean, I hung out with all those guys that we just went to a couple shows and mainly I was with Jean-Luc. He kind yeah. of took me around. I stayed with, uh, Alain DeFilippe too, uh, down in Nantes. He's like interesting guy. Rest in peace. Absolutely. Yeah. What, what, what in particular was, did you, 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 he's a puppet guy. I mean, puppet guys are kind of interesting, right? Right. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I mean, that was his thing. He just did weird puppet theater. Kind of interesting. I feel like he could have done something at the... What was that thing that Scott Arford talked about? The the circus type thing that... Oh, I forgot. Yeah, he could could, could have come over and done something with that. (laughs) That would have been great. I I guess he didn't really do a lot of recordings. Because I look at um, the list of recordings, there's only a couple. I don't know. That was the first. And I really only know the ground fault. Yeah. yeah. You mentioned being in the studio with Marchetti. Was this a home studio, a separate studio space he had, or like a professional recording no, studio? No, it was a professional right recording out. studio. I was trying to think of where it was, like at a university or something. Mm-hmm. Um, no, it was a real deal. Okay. Pretty nice. Was yeah. it Group Research <laughs> Musical in Paris? Mm. Or was it in Lyon? It was in Paris. Yeah. Maybe it was that. that. Do you recall what he was working on? I don't. I or I or at least what what it was sounding like. I mean, if it, not even necessarily a specific album, but do you remember what the sounds that he was I, working no, on? No, I remember it sounded awesome. Like yeah. I wanted to put mm-hmm. it out, but yeah. I just, <laughs> <laughs> no, I just I couldn't do it. But yeah, it was good stuff. Do you remember enjoying field recordings through your whole life? I know for me, it took me a long time to develop the patience. Um, mm. Like in my early 20s, I, I couldn't sit and appreciate something uh, because I, I don't know, it just took me a while to grow into it. Have you always had an appreciation? No, it probably took me a while as well. Um, yeah, in your 20s. You get yeah, a lot of energy, man. We, no, we, just, we want to hear the sound. We just want to hear the sound and then just go. Well, I was like it. all into the butthole surfers then. It's yeah, like, well, I mean, same. same here. <laughs> um, Maximum noise. Punk rock or something, you know, <laughs> something that gets me going. But no, I think probably eh, later. I think I grew into it with Ground Fault, actually. I, I would say we did, too. I oh, would say us, the Mercedes yeah. CD was was one of, mm-hmm. if not the first CD that I understood what a field recording CD could be. You know, I, I listened yeah. when I was younger. I listened to Nature Sounds and yeah. stuff like that. Mm-hmm. You know, they're they're okay for what they are. They're a document of a frog croaking. <laughs> 
not super exciting. Mike says they're startling, and he does not. Sometimes, like them. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, just I enjoy, depends. I enjoy bird calls, and yeah. you know we have a cutoff of like six p.m. for bird calls because that's when the patience <laughs> goes down. But as far as a genre <laughs> of field recordings, yeah. no, I think, and I don't even really know how far back it dates that type of genre. I know for me, my probably first introductions to that kind of stuff were like Songs of the Humpback Whale and the Environment yeah, series, sure. getting those at like yeah. the thrift right. store. And that was sort of a kind of an eye opening thing of like, oh, these are just sounds. But again, like, those are just straightforward recordings yeah, yeah, of yeah. an animal right, right? right. or well, rain uh, or whatever. The whale sounding crazy, you know, sounds uh, well, totally yeah, because you've never heard a whale, yeah, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and, and also just like listening to rain in a forest is a is a really different thing when you're at home and like realizing that someone went out and recorded that like right you don't think about that in the context of music i guess when you're a teenager you're growing up mm -hmm. whatever uh unless you're lucky enough to have someone you know hip you to that stuff but right in your 20s and like kind of seeking out these things and finding them and then hearing something like portrait of a glacier hearing some of these other recordings and going oh th these guys are doing the same thing Sort Kinda, of these, but these, much these, better. Yeah, yeah, right. Well, yeah, yeah of right. course, Curated. it's much more engaging and uh, less intent on portraying a specific thing or like I don't know. It doesn't feel like it's trying to accurately represent something, which is what I like right. about the field recordings. They're not trying to. It's not just saying here's this forest or no, here's they're giving this you whatever for your mind. Yeah, to yeah. wander. It, it's, and it's, that's what's great about it. Has a narrative to it that was lacking from those sort of more clinical and, and presentational. Records. Right, right. I think that's a great way of putting it. Yeah, these... you know a lot of this stuff in noise in general is like that, right? Not just field recordings, but mm -hmm. a lot of the spacey stuff, like you know, some of the spastic colon stuff we did. It's really spacey sometimes, and it's like you can easily create this whole storyline in your head as you're listening to it. So it's not just field recordings. That's oh, what I love not. about the whole genre. The whole, yeah. the whole field of noise music is just so awesome that way. It is. We, we talk about that it's, you know, it's this parallel world that it's this stream that you can get into. Right. Whether it's field recording, whether it's noise, mm -hmm. power electronics, et cetera. It, you are, you're at, you, you have the keys to enter into this other way of hearing this other way of thinking and where that takes you is just it's infinite right and i think that's the power of this music noise experimental whatever the umbrella word that is the proper word is and i think that's that's the true power and i, I and i really do think ground fault was a label that understood mm -hmm. that and understood the the different ways that can the different ways to get your mind into that world, whether or not it's Eric Lacasa, whether or not it's government alpha, whether or not it's crawl unit. And I absolutely agree. I think it's the, the full gamut is it's unlike anything else. Right? I mean, clearly it's fueling our fires because how many people do you know that listen to noise and don't make it? Like yeah. you hear oh, something yeah. like this and you're, and you just or don't make it. Don't do, and you don't do participate a in it. Exactly. Yeah. Like it's like this immediate feeling of like wanting to be involved. You want to, even if you're not making it or doing a label, you're corresponding or people like setting up shows. It is a community of event where everybody is fueled by that passion. And I think participatory. It's so yeah. Every, everyone yeah. is involved in some way. It's a fun and, scene. Definitely. Yeah, yeah. It's great. What, I mean, and whether or not Gray always talks about the great John Duncan show that he saw where he did, where he participated yeah. with mm -hmm. John Duncan in a room by himself, you know? So sometimes it forces you to participate in the moment as well. And I think that's what's great about this entire world that we exist in and traverse. And these two CDs are absolutely incredible examples of what this music can do not to do we don't have to rate every single thing but are these two of your favorite ground fall cds period absolutely yeah i mean they are yeah. they're just I mean, they're, ours they're, too. yeah they're like, ours it's too. Hard to deny. yeah yeah i mean they're all my 
children. They're right? all, yeah, we're doing, <laughs> this does not take anything away from anybody's right. CD, but they are I, different standouts. There's something sure. special about these two CDs. There, there are lots of them that are very, very good, but these are definitely probably the top of the bunch. I absolutely agree. These are going to be CDs that will forever revisit and revisit and revisit. And as we always say, if anyone out there listening to this has not heard these CDs, we are jealous of you because you get to experience these CDs for the very first time. <laughs> yeah. And there's never a bad time to check these out and to dive into this world. The Marchetti CD. I, I I can take. I know exactly where it was. We were we were in Michigan. I can picture our apartment, our first apartment there. I can Oof. picture the lights being low. The one thing I can't remember is what why. I can't remember if someone recommended I get it. If I just placed a blind groundfall order, which I would do, which is yeah always my favorite thing, especially back then, placing the blind pure order. The blind groundfall order. I guarantee because I, I would I would have been ordering a White House CD and then oh I'm just gonna grab three groundfall CDs. I would have I think I would have grabbed I think it would have been this. Pro, I would have probably done like one of each series, like a series one, a series two, a series three, just so I could you know it was it was you know, maybe it was sickness, maybe it was this and and something else. But so you only ordered four times from me? Uh, no, 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 no. <laughs> I ordered multiple times. How, how however many times you updated the the uh, Susan Lolly CDs for sure, oh, yeah. and then new ground fault. Of course, I did miss out on a ground fault shirt though. One oh, yeah. one friend of ours, I always picture it, him wearing it multiple times. And jealous of not getting that. So I did not mm -hmm. get the ground fault shirt. Yep. But I can just, I can take myself back to hearing this for the first time and just being so blown away by what is this? What am I hearing? What, what else is in this world? Then you go for yeah, the Eric Lacasa, then yeah. you go for the Aflu, and then you just keep going. That Marchetti CD definitely takes you somewhere. Um, the clinking of the tools and yeah. the, the the crunching of the ice and the something dropping in the water. You don't know if someone's actually like just standing there throwing a rock in yeah. the water, yeah. which they probably did. Yeah, but you know they could be climbing up the the glacier and all of a sudden a chunk falls off and falls in the water. I mean, you don't know. I mean, you're mm -hmm. making all these images up in your mind as you're listening to it. That's what's awesome about it. Yeah, and then it just gets to this point where it it builds and it's like whoa. What just happened? I mean, did somebody just fall? Yeah, I mean, yeah, 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 yeah. It truly feels that someone maybe didn't make it out of this recording. <laughs> yeah. Like this, maybe we may have documented something much more dark than we even knew, <laughs> and maybe Marchetti didn't let us know. <laughs> but it does have that feeling. There is a, as we said, it's very tense. There is a sinister quality to it that is infectious. Well. Erica, what are you, are you working on anything at all now? I mean, you did the box, you did, you put the ground fault box together. Is there anything else that you want to do? Do you have, is there any uh, other package you want to put together? No, I, I always have weird fantasies and dreams of doing something, but no, I'm done. You think so? But yeah, I'm, I'm uh, want to focus on retiring. Right. And, and yeah. relaxing and doing what I want to do and. Hell yeah. You know. Yeah, no, I think the noise thing for me is kind of done. You think so? Yeah. I mean, maybe you never know though, right? Maybe yeah. sometimes a limited edition noise theme beer. Sometimes. <laughs> yeah, we are we are enjoying uh, some wonderful beer of yours. So maybe maybe you can combine that. Uh, beer and we were talking about home. baking a three inch into a cookie. Yeah. See, okay. See, I see. This That's is a all three inch takes. I can get behind. This is all. Oh my takes. god, these cookies I'm gonna, I'm gonna get my wife involved in the see, next wave. You know she what? Is amazing, releases. by the way. Well, well, and I think, Ugh. and I think, a precedent has been set with the which spike tape was packaged with a the pancake. <laughs> there was a spike tape. He, he talked about I it. Or Sienko talked about it. There is a spike tape package with a pancake, so there is precedent for it. I think I this think is all it takes. Inch I think this is all it takes. So yeah, maybe not. Maybe not a cassette. Maybe not tape tape. But I think a three inch will make it through a cookie. 
I think. I mean, I think the MSBR records seem to be your absolute. These Personal are favorite. these are never gonna yeah. go anywhere. Yeah. Is there one of those in particular that stands out for you? Is there just as a whole? I mean, we just looked at I, all of them, so like, it, it, it does feel favorite. that it's like an as a whole. Yeah, like, a whole. yeah, I, yeah. I think it, I think all of them together. But I'll tell you, the Speculum fight one stands out for me. Yeah, just yeah. as a lover of wood and. Oh, it's yeah. so cool. It's just so stupidly strange. And the spring. <laughs> the spring is crazy because it, it, it rocks back and forth and it's springy. So and they're it, all different. I've actually, seen yeah. multiple different oh, yeah. ones of that particular release. I was in touch with Damien. He told me that uh, one of his has casters yeah, on it. Yeah, four wheels, like a super long. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> Love it. So they were all made different too. They weren't made to a template. They were just, just like those stuffed animals with the small cool yeah. party acetate. Like they're... They weren't. They did. Mine looked completely different from either of you. Have it was gray and blue. It was not. There's no black on it. Of those. That's a completely. That would be so fun. I just. Do. I'm like, oh, that's fun. Everything's fun about making stuffed animals, except the zipper. Zippers are annoying. <laughs> well, they all had to. Well, mine had a button closure. I think one of yours had a zipper on it, right? Yours had a zip. Yeah. Zipper. Mine had a button closure to keep the seven. Button is far less annoying. I think they both yeah. have zippers. The two that I have. Yeah. Well, you make a hundred. They're gonna. You know, you might, you might only have thirty zippers. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the rest are getting buttons. Yeah. <laughs> well, Eric, thank you so much for having us over. This has been an incredible day. We've had such a fun wow. time looking at mm-hmm. through your collection, just talking about noise, talking about special packaging, and now talking about these two incredible ground fault CDs. B- both are not available from you, correct? Or is the Marchetti now uh, available for Marchetti you? is available, so, but I repressed it. Yeah. So we will have a link up to make sure you can pick up the Marchetti if you haven't yet. And you have it on your Bandcamp as well? Yeah, they're all on Bandcamp. All yeah. on Bandcamp. So if you don't want the media and you don't we want the plastic. Listen. We're going to have multiple links up for everybody to check out these. I believe the, the La Casa is also on Eric La Casa's Bandcamp, I believe. Yeah, it's on so Bandcamp and mine. Yeah. It, so, it's, so however you get it is great. We will obviously have links up for that and you get to witness how well loved our copies are because they are broken and scuffed that is well, right and that's played many times that, well yeah you know what <laughs> you know, <I> absolutely <laughs> well, Eric thank you so much this is incredible thanks for coming it's been heck fun yeah. yeah it was so fun An honor. thank you we'll absolutely have to do it again right on heck yeah